0: Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Bay, 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 bay. Bam. Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. This is the Bay Area Fan Perspective. I'm your host, Rudy Solisa III, and with me is my brother my co-host... Raymond Solisa I baby. ...and our esteemed co-host... Old Man Davis. Boom! You know what I was going to say, which I completely forgot to say? I wonder if people sometimes feel like maybe our intro music is so dramatic and... In some ways, the opposite of what the gold cast actually is in execution because <laughs> the song is so dramatic. <laughs> like you're about to hear the most intense news report ever, and then it's us, you know, with predator quotes and cursing at each other, and <laughs> like you know, I
1: think it adds to it. It adds to it.
0: You think that it adds some drama, like it helps add to the builds some suspense.
1: Yeah, I think it mixes well because it adds to the to the humor. You know, it's contrary to what we are.
0: I like that. I like that. Gentlemen, it's over. It's in the books. 49ers against the Cardinals. A tough, tough game. A tough, tough game. It was a it was a close one. A real close one. 49ers lose. Thirteen to nineteen. Blaine Gabbert with a rough first half, but a pretty, pretty solid second half. Uh, let's let's get into this just a little bit. What do you guys think? Are the 49ers getting better?
1: Hey, I'm just taking it one game at a time. I don't think so. Offensively, they're this they the same team. I I do think the offense is a bit more rhythmic under Gabbert. I mean, he threw for over three hundred yards. You know, he did have a touchdown, but also had a pick uh, with an underthrown ball. He also underthrew that forty-one yard reception to Torrey Smith. So luckily Smith made the adjustment and was able to haul that one in. Gabbert seems to really love the tight end. So I don't know if that is because that's kind of his primary scan of the field or if that's just the defense not giving the tight ends a whole lot of uh, respect on the receiving end. So I'm not sure. I mean, defensively, I thought that we were getting better each each season. So I don't know what the Seattle anomaly is.
2: Each game, you mean?
0: Each
1: game. Each game. I thought we were getting better each each game. With the, on the defensive side of the football, but that seems to kind of also go back and forth. I've seen a lot more flashes of potential from the defensive side of the football than I have from the offense, and so it's, it's just unpredictable. You know, I, I think defensively on the road, they're terrible. At home, they're, they're fairly stout, uh, unlike today where they kind of were their best and worst enemy, and uh, offensively just uh, can't seem to run the ball effectively, uh, which uh, in turn affects the passing rhythm. You know, but but Gabbert's doing uh, he's doing well for for what he's got to work with.
0: I thought Blaine just continually getting better. And uh, I thought today he ran the offense well. Well, his quick release, I think, complements the struggles of the offensive line. You know, it, it masks how much the offensive line has struggled this year because of his quick release. One of the big problems with Cap. We have is that his checkdowns take so long as he goes from one receiver to the next, and that really allowed defenses, gave them a ample enough time to break through the offensive line and sack him.
2: Yeah. Um, my only complaint was that, uh, well, it was a six point uh, difference, and uh, old man Davis doesn't like it when he loses, and he lost big in Vegas. You guys and both did. I was really happy. When I mean I lost big, I didn't come away with anything. Nothing. And there's nothing worse than losing but it it even hurts more when you don't win anything
1: yeah it was an unfortunate call i thought they i thought they would get blown out again i did predict that they would lose so i'm gonna always side with the part of the prediction that i got right (laughs) and in that case um go me unfortunately it is once again at the niners expense
2: you know, a uh, great performance, Carson Palmo. He, he really just knows how to lead the Arizona Cardinals. Bruce Arians doing a great job, you know, knows how to play these, call these offensive. You son of a bitch. I always say
1: you can learn a lot more by almost losing than losing.
2: They
0: literally needed the 49ers
2: defense to keep them in the game. That's how well they did. You can put Bruce Arians as a wide receiver and he'll still catch a touchdown. Uh,
0: Carson Palmer,
2: zero touchdown passes. I'm not going to deny Blaine Gabbert his dues. The man performed far better than what number seven would have done against this Cardinal team. Excellent job, Blaine. We just got to find ways to to put more points on the board. Congratulations. You're a true NFL
0: quarterback. Here's something that I thought was funky. All right. So check this out. So Carson Palmer, he goes 24 for 40 attempts. Total of 71, 271 yards. Okay. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He sacked once for a four yard loss. His QBR is eighty one point five, but his rating is eighty point three. Okay, that's pretty close. Gabbert twenty five for thirty six for three hundred eighteen yards. He has less attempts, more completions, more yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks. His QBR is fifty five point eight. I don't know. I still think technically he has a better performance than Carson Palmer. I'm not really sure that QBR is one. That's
1: where, that's where that stat just really is becomes flawed because uh, because it's based on algorithm. That doesn't necessarily equate uh, or encompass the entire performance overall. And sacks, you cannot, I don't, I don't see how the sacks would factor in against Gabbard. In this case, um, there's only two sacks allowed, and uh, I don't know. doesn't make sense to me. So I, once again, I'm going to side with the stats that make sense, and that is he threw more efficiently, he threw for more yards, and he completed a touchdown.
0: Yeah, his rating his rating was ninety four point yeah, four. His rating seen, was yeah, was it was right. ninety four point four, and Palmer's was eighty point three. But his QBR is fifty five, and Palmer's is eighty one I feel like QBR like factors might be in. rating
1: overall over the course of the f- few games he's played.
0: It factors, okay. in, you know, your Twitter followers, your shoe Boys. size.
2: whenever you guys are done with the uh, wasonometry, let's get back to the game here. The only thing that mattered in this game was Blaine Gabbert's third down percentage 0.0 and that resulted in what this game score was no
0: i disagree what resulted in the game score was the 49ers defense and all of those penalties They literally kept them arizona in the game the whole time played really good defense they're extremely well coached we have are you done we have 13 oh, penalties. And not all those
1: calls were clean either.
0: And I could care less. That helmet-to-helmet sack. Oh, are you kidding me? And I could care less. It was 13, 13 penalties for 81 yards. 13 penalties. 81 yards. Two key drives ending in points due to the, the 49ers defense inability to stop the Arizona cleanly. They had them uh, several Third down conversions were given as were a direct result of 49er penalties. That defense was our biggest weapon and our biggest enemy out there.
2: Yep. Well, I don't see what Jim's saying. Do you, Jim?
0: This week, I will say our team get better. Our team did get better.
2: Yep. That's what I thought. The man cannot stand up for his team. He's not pissed. What I thought were a couple plays in which there were horrible calls. Don't don't listen to the refs. And that helped put... The Arizona offense back on the field in which they marched down and won the game. And we'll take them any way we get them. That is a disgrace at Levi Stadium. It should not happen. But it did happen. The defense, yes, did everything as you said. But it wasn't enough on both sides of the ball.
0: No, I agree that it wasn't enough. I, I agree. It was a frustrating loss because we, we could have won this game we played well enough to do it but in the end we shot ourselves in the foot especially on defense with those penalties it was so bad so bad it was so frustrating we we stopped i mean there's only so many times that a defense can stop an offense in the red zone with that many that many penalties before eventually that defense is going to the offense is going to break through and the defense is going to fall apart there's only so many times it can happen before it, they give way, and the offense is able to score. And that's exactly what happened. Two different key possessions that were basically squandered by the 49er defense. They held them long enough, and they were effective enough, but just when you thought it was about to turn over and we're going to get the ball back to the 49er offense, these penalties come in it just completely derailing any momentum that we had built, and the defense basically starts from scratch, and it wasn't enough. And by the end, the Cardinals come away with, with a win. Barely. They barely narrow, should have had A this.
1: narrow victory. Uh, it is a narrow victory. More, more self-inflicted from the Niners than actually uh, Arizona outplaying us. But credit to them taking advantage of those penalties because that's what good teams do.
0: It is what good teams do. Now, old man Davis, Raymond says the 49ers are not getting better. Do you believe the 49ers, A, are getting better, B, not getting better?
2: I believe they're getting better. They're getting better for the locker room. They're not getting better for the fans. And ultimately... You want to keep a fan base. You want to have listeners that come back here on the 49er Goldcast. You got to have happy fans. You don't want disgruntled fans. You don't want fans that don't want to go to the games. The 49ers aren't proven, which is why I am a 49er fan, why I'm here this week, why I want to come, because I want to see Blaine Gabbert. I try to put my best foot forward day in and day out. I want to see him play. I want to see him pass a ball like a real quarterback should. I want to see number seven out on with another football team. It's a game at the end of the day. I want to make fun of him. I play to win, do everything I can to try to help this team win. I want Saludel <laughs> Sam back on this show, okay? I'm tired of of us talking about games we didn't win, games we didn't we should have won. I'm tired of talking about Jim Sewell. Tired of talking about his brother, Tim Sewell These are the serious misunderstandings of what championship football is. Are they getting better? You're damn right they're getting better. How are they not getting better? They got that horrible coach who's got that wide-up mustache. I'm the Huckleberry. That GM and that New York owner who doesn't know how to own a team. Is it possible we can get a GM in the draft? <laughs>
0: can we can we draft a new owner so i'm gonna actually talk because we were we've been having some looking ahead discussions right now i want to talk a little bit about who i think the new head coach of the 49ers should be i even tweeted jed york this i tweeted this to him who i thought the new head coach should be i did that today but first before we do that a word from our sponsor
1: Are you tired of your old, traditional 49ers podcasts? Good, because we are too. When we need a fresh new perspective on 49ers, we turn to the 49ers Goldcast. They are the only voice that truly represents the Bay Area fan perspective, hosted by Rudy Solis III, me, Raymond Solis I, and that silly old curmudgeon, Old Man Davis. The 49ers Goldcast is considered by most to be the greatest fan podcast in the history of fan podcasts. You can download the latest episode of the 49ers Goldcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Simply type in the 49ers Goldcast. Goldcast is one word. And be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast.
0: Yeah. All right. So I've been thinking about this long and hard, and I wanted to talk about it on the Goldcast. Who I believe should be the new head coach of the San Francisco 49ers next year because we, uh, we were talking about it with our you know unofficial fourth member my, our, our father Reese's second we we're I talking to him about
1: Steve Austin because that would be
0: oh it should be stunning Steve Austin just because I would love to see the 49ers throw lots of beer cans in people's faces now I've been thinking about this because we were talking about there's not many people out there and who should be here is who I think it should be it is also a coach that currently right now is the head coach of another team. It is also a head coach who has struggled in the last several years. It is also a head coach who is definitely in need of a defensive coordinator. It is also a head coach who has won a Super Bowl in the last five years. And that head coach, who I believe is probably going to get fired from his team after this season, who I think needs a fresh new start in the San Francisco bay, 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 bay head coach, the new face of the San Francisco 49ers should be none other than Sean Payton. What? What a rush. There you have it. The head coach of the New Orleans Saints, the coach most likely to get fired, who has the pedigree, who's taken a team to the Super Bowl, who understands offenses, who all he needs is a solid, strong defensive coordinator underneath him and a fresh new start outside of a stadium that isn't in a dome. I believe the head coach for next year for the 49ers should be Sean Payton. Wow. Sean, mother effing Peyton,
2: Super Bowl winning coach. Yep, with a solid defense and a talented quarterback. That's it. And he's almost likely going to get fired. For, you know, the guy's got a, a
1: pedigree for for offense. the The problem with the Saints is they haven't really reloaded Sean with the talent, and that team's been a sinking ship ever since the bounty scandal. So my question would be, who do you bring in on the defensive side of the ball? I mean. I mean, people are going to lose their jobs as they do every season in the NFL. The question is, if we were to land a coach with the pedigree of Sean Payton, then who would we complement him with on the other side of the ball so that the same uh, regression that we've seen in New Orleans over the past four years doesn't happen in San Francisco?
0: Well, obviously, that's, that's, that's the big question is who, who complements you know, Who knows? Who knows how much of Sean Payton wants to have a choice in that? I'm sure Trent Baalke is going to have a lot to say about it as well. But I think looking at the landscape of coaches out there and seeing who could possibly be on the axe that I think could come in and turn this team around, I think Sean Payton might be the best bet. Like I said, okay, here's what I wrote at Rudy Sluis III on Twitter. I put at Jed York. Here's the coach you need to hire next season. All caps. Sean Payton. He can write the ship. Hashtag 49ers. Hashtag NFL 2016. Hashtag. SF versus Arizona. Boom, boom, boom. Hire Sean Payton. I want to see Sean Payton back there. I want to see him on the sideline. I want those weird, pretty little bambi eyes of his staring down the other team, making it happen.
2: What? Come on. Hey, Sean Payton. How would you like to be the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers? Hey, Sean. How would you like to win with the San Francisco 49ers? You just got to say yes to everything. Hey, Sean. How would you like to bring that six ring home to San Mateo? That's where he was born. Sean, how would you like to start the quest for seven? Assuming you win the quest for six. Hey, Sean, how would you like to be the first coach ever to win two Super Bowls with two different teams?
1: I want Sean Payton.
0: That would be the best. Yep. All right. Good. I'm glad we're in agreement about that.
2: I really want Sean Payton.
0: Gentlemen, let's move on to our playoff prediction race. So 49er faithful fans. Also, I kind of want to hear what the 49er faithful have to say about Sean Payton coming to the 49ers. I would love that. I think that's a good idea. But, okay, so here's the thing. Playoff prediction race. So what we've done, this is the second half of the season. The 49er Goldcast is competing to see who can get the most playoff predictions correct. We already have a couple of bold choices that people have made. We are each week eliminating one team from the AFC, one team from the NFC, and then including one team from the AFC and one team from the NFC. We'll start with Raymond. Let's go with you. Let's recap who you've knocked out, and who are you going to be knocking out, and who you're bringing in.
1: So, so far, I've started from. The top of the division in AFC. We'll start with the AFC. I started in the East, beginning with the Patriots, obviously with their undefeated run, though in overtime question right now in Denver. We'll see how that turns out. And I eliminated the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh, I moved on to the AFC North, citing the Bengals would go in. And I also ousted the Ravens. Uh, To continue on to this trend, I'm going to stick with the same division. And I'm going to say that despite Pittsburgh's loss today, I still see them making it in. So I'm going to say Steelers are in, and the Cleveland Browns, who are only a hair worse than the Niners, are out. On the NFC side, I started with the East as well. I said the Giants are in, which I might be having to eat those words if Washington continues to play well, though they're... Great at home, terrible on the road, and they have more road games left in the season than they do home games. So that still might play out in my favor. The Giants are in. I said the Cowboys are out. And that's obvious by the way they're playing. And I said the Eagles were out. And I also said the Vikings were in and the Bears were out. So moving on to the new teams that I say are going to be out and in. I'm going to say the Redskins are going to go out uh, despite the fact that they're playing well.
0: And they're first place. That's a and, bold and one.
1: And they're in first place. So I <clears throat> Redskins are out. And I'm also going to say the Panthers are in.
0: Boom.
1: So there you have it.
2: Old Man Davis, your picks. In the AFC, a lot of you already know this, but my teams that are out, Kansas City, Cleveland, and Tennessee. My new team, the San Diego Chargers. It doesn't matter at this point of this season. They are out. Mm. On the NFC, I got Detroit, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. And sad to say, but the Dallas Cowboys are out just as too much as Tony Romo is out. Oh. That's one bad, bad quarterback. And his body is just. He's Glass Joe is what he is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's Glass Joe. He's Glass Joe. And the, the, who, who, who do you play on? on uh, thanks. The Carolina Panthers were Little Mac or Iron Mike.
2: Moving on to the NFC, my teams already selected are the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. The new team this week will be none other than Adrian Peterson and the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Ooh. That was – see, that's the one I was having so – oh, God, you're
2: swaying me on that one. Damn. They unfortunately took a big run over my Oakland Raiders, and they are for sure enough in their division to take the first place standings if they want it. If they really, really want it.
0: If they really, really, really get to where they got to go, that's
2: the music
0: song. (laughs) Okay, so – Let's go through mine real quick, and then we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about what Old Man Davis just said because I had this. I was debating the same thing. So, AFC: New England Patriots. AFC first out. Cleveland Browns out. San Diego Chargers out. Oakland Raiders out. New team out. I made it easy this week. I went bolder with the Raiders, my new team. I went easy this week. Tennessee Titans out. Done. Get out of here. NFC: New Orleans Saints out. I need them out because we need Sean Payton. Detroit Lions. Out. My big, bold prediction from the NFC, despite their win this week, I still believe it. I'm still sticking to it. Seattle Seahawks, you're out. The new team that I am eliminating is the same exact team as old man Davis. Once I saw Tony Romo go down. Dallas Cowboys, you're out. Going in. New England Patriots, duh. Cincinnati Bengals, duh. New team, Denver Broncos, you're in. Their schedule leads in their favor. You've got the Chargers-Raiders. You've played Chargers twice, but Chargers are a shell of the former selves. They don't have Keenan Allen. He ruined my fantasy team. He's going to ruin their real team. That's on them. Raiders, I I, I still believe they can beat them. That's going to be a tough game. Both those games will be tough. Division's always tough, but I believe the Broncos win, Uh, mainly because of the defense. Steelers, Steelers is a toss-up. Steelers and Bengals, that's tough. I think the three winnable games here coming up are the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chargers again. Steelers, Bengals, those are going to be tough games. I'm not guaranteeing the Broncos win those, but I think they win enough games in the last five here to get into the playoffs for sure. NFC, teams are going in. Carolina Panthers, duh. Arizona Cardinals, duh. All right. New team. Okay, see, now this is where you swayed me. You swayed me on this right now, old man Davis. I wanted to say the Green Bay Packers, you're in, because of their schedule. Okay, you got the Lions. Now, granted, the Lions did beat them last time. I don't trust that they beat them again. you got Lions, Cowboys, Raiders, Cardinals, Vikings. I think the three winnable games here are the first three, Lions, Cowboys, Raiders. I think Cardinals, Vikings, mm, I don't know if the three winnable games, for sure, Lions, Cowboys, Raiders. Now, the other team I was really torn on was the Vikings. You look at their schedule. I think they have a harder schedule than the Packers. I disagree. You've got the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Bears, the Giants, the Packers. OK, the winnable games here, Seahawks, Bears, Giants. There's their three winnable games. I don't know. I, yeah, you, gosh, you might be right. I don't know. What do you think, Ray?
1: Well, I think. Uh...
0: Who has the tougher schedule, the Packers or the Vikings?
1: I'd probably say probably Minnesota.
0: I think Minnesota has a tougher one. I'm not saying Minnesota loses those games. It's just a tougher road. More opportunities for losses there.
1: And they're, they're still they're still new and unproven.
0: They could lose four of those five games. I think the Packers, only two of the five games they could most likely lose. I think they win three of those five games. I mean, like which one's is shoe? Maybe the Bears and Giants? But you can't say that they're going to beat the Seahawks, the Cardinals and the Packers for sure. You know, and the Denver Broncos win the game. Oh, that's so good. And for those of you listening, I know that this is going to you're already going to know about this. But we are just discovering in real time that the New England Patriots have lost.
1: But you know what? Uh, Pieces of this shit don't win. So that's why Denver won. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I'm going to say it's because we were recording the 49er Goldcast. I'm going to say that, that that had something to do with it. It is our 49er karma. It's our Joe Montana karma that came in and knocked them out. They are you now cannot 10 cannot escape
1: Joe no matter where you go. Yeah, that's, that's right, Tom Brady. It's our time down here.
0: <laughs> it's our time down here. All right, gentlemen. Moving on. Final segment of the evening. It's all about that money. That coin. that green. That Denver Bronco. Those scissors. Palm tree. Undefeated.
1: No longer. That Brock Osweiler. Green back. Dirty Brady. Dirty Sanchez.
2: Spinach. Celery. Fish.
1: Algae. Shrimp. Diamond studded bullets. Ooh.
2: Relish to put on your hot dog.
1: Now you're
0: talking. (laughs) That's that's what's up. All right. So Vegas odds, gentlemen. Raymond, before we break down the Vegas odds and look ahead to next week's game, break down a little bit about next week's game for our, our listeners, the 49er faithful.
1: So next week, Niners go on the road for the next two weeks, starting first on December 6th, 49ers are going to be on the road for the next two weeks, starting with Soldier Field next Sunday, December 6th. That's a 1 o'clock game, Eastern Standard Time. That means it's a 10 o'clock game, Pacific Standard Time that can be watched on Fox. We will be taking on the Chicago Bears facing our former defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio. Let's hope that the Niners actually pack their defense this time. They are 0 for The Niners have not won a single road game this year. They're 0 for 5. They're typically terrible on the road. So let's let's hope uh, all that luck changes as we go into uh, unfortunately a surging Chicago Bears team that's starting to find its stride under new head coach John Fox. And my
0: favorite defensive coordinator, Big Fangio. So, gentlemen, looking at the Vegas odds as of this evening, the Bears are seven-point favorites over the San Francisco 49ers in Chicago. The question is, gentlemen, do you take that bet? Raymond. This is a
1: team offensively. They're just not all that great defensively is where their strength is, particularly against the pass, which is really not our strength. So I'm going to hope the rushing game is where they typically struggle. They're uh, they're at the the tail end of the league in rushing yards. Defensively, they're 29th in the league. Um, so it's really going to be a question: is if we can establish a run against a team that really struggles against the run, then that'll really help alleviate the pass and help us play better against the second rank the second best pass defense in the NFL and as far as their offense is concerned uh, they're playing better for the last couple weeks let's remember uh, they they've, they've also been up and down you know they they beat St Louis then they lost a tight one in Denver then they won against Green Bay last week and Green Bay's kind of been shooting themselves in the foot because they don't have much of a defense either so I don't know I this was a tough one so I remember old man Davis had his his wild pick of the year against uh, Seattle, thinking that we were going to win. I'm going to go against the grain this week and say that the 49ers pull off a stunning upset victory. So, no, I do not take that bet. I take the Niners in a narrow victory by six points. Ooh.
0: I like it. That's what I'm talking about. All right. 49er faithful. Raymond says Niners win by six I oh, think man. the
1: running game shows up, and that helps Glame Babbert. G- that helps Glame, Glane Gabbert. Glame Babbert. Glane Babbert. Glane Babbert.
0: Babbert. Yeah. Babbert in the, the Tim Jomsula. <laughs> <Let's. laughs>
1: I believe the running game is going to finally get some rhythm, as it has not the last couple of weeks that we've been playing better run defenses. And I think this week it shows up despite being on the road, and that's going to help open up the passing game, which is really going to um, uh, alleviate some of the pressure uh, off of Gabbert.
0: I like Drone. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad. I like him. Old Man Davis, the Chicago Bears are seven-point favorites over the San Francisco 49ers. The question is, do you take that bet?
2: You know, I said last week, and I'll say it again this week, I will refuse, or if ever, the rest of this season, pick gold for the red and gold. You son of a bitch. And they disappointed me. They broke my heart week after week. And the final straw was a Seattle Seahawks game. Worst game to ever put all your eggs in. But that's the truth. That's what history is for old man Davis. They're going into Chicago. They're going to lose. You take that bet. Seven points. In fact, I'm going to keep on predicting and saying this week after week. After the Bears or the Browns, they're going to lose that game. They're going to lose the Bengals. They're going to lose the Lions. And they're going to lose the Rams. Go to Vegas. Wow. I don't know. Jay Cutler, he's got six fumbles this year.
1: I think if they can get some right pressure on him, they might be able to get some turnovers in their favor and make up for some of the turno- missed opportunities this
2: week. Ray, is that another one of your Glenn Babberts that you're sharing with me? First of all, I'm not in the right mind.
1: Second of all, <laughs> the six fumbles is a true statistic. He has fumbled six times this year. He's on pace perhaps to almost meet uh, his total fumbles last year, which was 12. Uh, this is a guy who does give up the football. He threw 18 picks last year, 12 and 14 the year before. He's thrown six this year. Uh, I think there the turnover game might be in our favor this week. Sunday, 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 this Sunday. Raven, where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at 49ers Goldcast, all one word. You can also subscribe to us via YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes to stay on top of the latest and greatest episodes as they go live to the public. Live. Live.
0: Raymond, where can they find you?
1: Typically, I like El Farolitos on 24th Emission. That's where I go (laughs) for my lunch. But if you want to follow me digitally, you can follow me at Twitter, at Ray Solis, as well as Instagram, at Ray Solis1. Follow me, and I tell you what, I will follow you back this week only. This week only Sunday.
0: (laughs) You can find me. Generally, I like to be on the boat parties. The sunset party promotions, the boat parties, uh, the Halloween boat party, the May boat party, the the season opener, and the summer boat party. That's generally where you can find me if you are looking for me in San Francisco or on the boat parties. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rudy Solis III, R-U-D-Y-S-O-L-I-S, number three,
2: R D. Rudy Solis third
0: old man, Davis,
2: where can they find you? I'll be spending half of my time in Oakland, uh, prepping for our game. The other half, you'll find me in Santa Claus, Indiana, home of Jay Cutler's birthplace. Also where Jack Cutler and Sandy Cutler conceived Jay Cutler. We're going to enjoy a nice holiday dinner and, uh, talk about the Chicago bears and, uh, what they uh, look forward to doing against the San Francisco 49ers, as I predicted earlier in Vegas odds.
0: Wow, he's just sticking to it, right?
2: Okay. All right, there it is.
0: Well, so concludes another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the Bay Area Fan Perspective. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother my co-host,
1: Raymond Salisa First,
0: baby. And our esteemed... Co-host
2: old man Davis. Boom! We'll see you next week. Same gold cast time. Same gold cast
0: channel. Roll that ish, light that ish, smoking. Two teams in, two teams out. One team in, one team out. Sorry, you're right. Two teams in, two teams out. Three in, three out.
1: Four out. That's why I have four teams out and two teams in. Yeah, we've done it twice. There's one team in,
2: two teams out. Two teams out.
1: Yeah, or your fourth team, your
2: fourth team.